0: Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. So we've been doing a study on trusting God. It's a four-week lesson The first week was trusting God in uncertain times. The second week was trusting God enough to relinquish control. Last week, trusting God in spite of a negative report. Some of the things we talked about, a negative report can be a bad or harmful report. Many times it's physical, but it can be emotional, financial, or relational. It does not matter what your negative report is. It matters to God. He doesn't take your negative report and match it up against somebody else and says, well, which one can I do today? If it matters to you, it matters to Jesus. We also said that a negative report might mean that you're lacking in something. And we talked about lacking peace. We spoke that Jesus wants us to be a people filled with peace. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. When Jesus touched the woman with an issue of blood, she had a negative report. He healed her and then he said, Go in peace. When the disciples were in a boat and a storm came, that was a negative situation. He calmed the storm. He said, Peace, be still. When he met the man with a legion of demons, the man had a negative report. Jesus touched the man, he freed him from the demons. Scripture says he was seated at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. He was at peace. Jesus never leaves us as we were. We spoke that you might feel like you misplaced your trust. You might have even lost it. Because there's some prayers you've been praying about and they haven't been answered yet. We said push some stuff around. Dig in. Scripture says seek and you will find. Keep on believing. Press in. Reach out. Trust in spite of a negative report. Tony Evans says, and I love this, you must retreat to the character of God in the crisis of life, regardless of the emotion and the circumstance. Isn't that good? Today, we're going to talk about trusting God until the end. And there's some scriptures that I wanted to read, and it's a little lengthy, but I'm just going to do what I feel led to do. John 20 verses 1 through 18 and this is from ESV. Now on the first day of the week Mary Magdalene came to the tomb while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb so she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple the one whom Jesus loved and said to him they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him so Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb, both of them running together. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. I'm going to stop there for just a second, because when I read that, it just kind of dropped in my spirit. Do you ever feel like people are running this race a little bit better, or a little bit faster than you are? Doesn't matter. Just keep on running. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded in place by itself. Then the other disciple had reached the tomb first, went in, and saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, but he must rise from the dead. The disciples went back to their home, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. In those verses, Jesus had been crucified. He'd been placed in the tomb. Scriptures say that Mary went early. When she got to the tomb, the stone was rolled away. She went to tell Simon Peter and John the Beloved, and they all ran back. Again, the one ran a little faster and got there first. Those two looked inside, and they saw Jesus' body was gone. And the Scriptures say they went back to their home. But Mary stayed. What was different about Mary? The story of Mary Magdalene, a woman full of lack, until Jesus came. Scriptures tell us that Jesus healed her and cast out seven evil spirits. She could testify, one touch from this man changes everything. The woman who was once filled with lack is now filled with joy and peace. After she was touched by the master, she began to follow him. In Luke 8, we read that Jesus was traveling with his disciples and along with them, some women, one of which was Mary Magdalene. She wanted to know more about Jesus. She didn't want religion. She wanted a relationship with him. She followed him in ministry, supported his ministry. She was there when he was crucified. And even then, she did not want to be without the Lord. She went to the tomb, as we read. She meets a man she thinks is the gardener. She couldn't really see that well because it was early. But when he spoke her name, Mary, think about it. There's people that you have a relationship with. When they say your name, you just know it. And when he said Mary, she knew, wait a minute, this isn't the gardener. That's the one who changed my life. No one speaks our name like Jesus. Jesus speaks our name so tenderly because he knows us. Once she had spoken with Jesus, she had to go and tell. She was the first evangelist. You see, Mary trusted until the end. Jesus came into her life and completely changed who she was. She trusted him. You say, how do you know she trusted him? Because we don't follow who we don't trust. Mary's story will forever be told. But what about yours? What about your story? Have you trusted? Are you trusting? Can you testify of what God has done in your life? How close are you following? And are you telling others about him? For me personally, I can tell you God has been faithful. You know, the Lord talks to me in song a lot. And the song that comes to my mind, is He's been faithful, faithful to me. Looking back, His love and mercy I see. There were times I questioned and even failed to believe. But even then, He was faithful to me. And then I thought about the really old song, He's done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. But you say, how can we trust until the end? Because, you know, life gets hard so how do you really endure? Isaiah 40:31 says, "But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles; they shall run and not grow weary; they shall walk and not faint." And this waiting isn't like when you go into the local restaurant and you get a little number and you wait until they call your name. No, we've heard it, but we're going to talk about it again. This waiting means to bind together to twist together. Pastor Hall likes to talk about Play-Doh. I heard a minister recently talk about it in a different way, and I just loved it. He said, it's like the plaiting of the hair or braiding. And I thought, man, I really love that because I never could braid that well, but people that can do it, it's a really beautiful thing. And our relationship with Jesus can be really, really beautiful. You see, it's hard to trust God if you don't truly know him. But if we wait on him and we are bound together with him, we will know him and we will be strong. You know, hair that's loose, it blows in the wind. But hair that is plaited or braided, it stays in place. May our life be as the old song says, I am wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. So that when those uncertain times come and the storms come, and they will, we will be secure. May our life be a testimony. When Brittany was a little girl, um, she wasn't a morning person, Um, and she would get up, and many mornings, my family could testify. Her little attitude went up with my big attitude, and after a few minutes of fussing back and forth, I'd say, I'm going to work. Dad's taking you to school today, and she would always laugh and say, you could tell who took me to school because of how my hair looked, so if mama took her, the ponytail was a little bit higher and a little bit tighter, and when dad took her she had a ponytail. You see, her appearance testified of a situation. May our appearance in life's difficult mornings testify. It's been hard, but I've been with Jesus and I wait on him and I'm intertwined with him. And because of this, I'm strong. And guess what? I'm going to make it till the end. You see, on this journey, there's going to be times that things get tough, and he will come in like an eagle with her young ones, and he'll swoop in and pick us up, take us back to the nest. Or he may swoop us up and just put him on his wing and carry us for a while, sometimes. But other times, he lets us run the race. I'm not a runner. Don't ever intend to be a runner. So I don't know a whole lot about it. But I have heard if you focus on something, it helps you. It even helps your breathing. So while you're running the race, trusting until the end, I just wanted to remind you that Philippians three twelve to 14 of the Message Bible says, I'm not saying that I have this all together and that I have it made, but I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. It's not one-sided, guys. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and I'm running and I'm not turning back. I'm running the race. Eyes on the goal. I am focused on Jesus. The next part of the scripture, they shall walk and not faint. I can't help but think about my mom. You know, the last few weeks I've used some other people's testimony. So this morning I'm just going to throw a few of our own in there. Mom, for years, walked a treadmill. She was very concerned about her health every day. And I'd say, don't you get bored doing that. She'd say, no, honey, that's my prayer time. I I just talk to the Lord. So she did that as long as she could, and then she had a little bit of an injury, and she wasn't able to walk the treadmill. So she walked the house to get her exercise in, as she said. When she moved from the house to an assisted living facility, at this time her body was beginning to get tired physically, but her spirit did not faint, and she was not fatigued. She'd take that walker and she'd walk the halls of the facility and everybody that she passed, she would encourage and she would tell about the Lord. And so much that one time, one of the places she was living, there was a person that had gotten sick and they brought that person to my mom's room and they said, could you pray for him? He's not feeling well. You see, her life was so intertwined with Jesus that everyone that saw her knew it. She had had an encounter with Jesus as a young woman, and her life was forever changed. She trusted in every situation. She was like no one I've ever met before, even if she was my mom. So many times I'd stand in a prayer line. She didn't know what my problem was, but she'd say two words, praise him. She'd say, praise him. Just praise him, honey. She knew what a key that praise was. Mom had two sayings. She'd say, whatever the situation was, whatever we were facing, Everything is going to be all right. And then she said, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. On the Sunday before she passed on Tuesday, I'd been at the hospital with her all day. And we'd had a really good day. And it got late. And I said, Mom, I'm going to get ready to go home for a while and rest. And I'll be back tomorrow. So I'm going to pray with you, okay? And she said, okay, honey. She was pretty weak. She was pretty weak that day. So we took hands and I began to pray and mom took over. She had strength in her voice and my mom began to pray over me. She asked the Lord to touch my life, my family, to use us to serve him. And when I wrote those words for my notes, I thought, my goodness, she might be why I'm teaching a class today. She took her last breath on February the 4th, 2020 and joined my dad and so many others that had gone on before and you might say this morning, okay, girl, is it really real? Can you trust God enough that, that in this life I can trust him in uncertain times? And, and I can trust him enough that I'm going to give him control of my life. And, and can I really trust him enough in spite of all the negative reports that I hear? And then you're telling me I can trust him until the end? Well, the answer is the same. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, you can trust him. You see, this life is just a passing pace place. It truly is just a journey. My dad's first message was taken from John 14. And I even brought one of his old Bibles with me this morning. Because I just wanted to read it from there. Just because. John 14, 1 through 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So whatever you're facing today, I just want to encourage you, don't be troubled, because it's true. Jesus truly has gone to prepare a place for those who have accepted him. But until then, Scriptures tells us in Hebrews thirteen five, He will never leave you. It does not matter the situation. Sometimes we talk to ourselves and we say, self, if it's this spiritual thing, then, then the Lord's gonna be there. Or if it's this, the Lord will be there. But these other things I'm on my own. No, he says he will never leave you. Matthew twenty eight twenty says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. You see, I want my life to be a testimony that we can trust God. I watched my parents' lives. I watched them as they gave their all to the call. As my dad's health began to weaken, he was getting worse. Even then, he talked to us about the Lord, but he began to say something that kind of bothered me. And he'd say, I haven't done enough for the Lord. I should have done more. I haven't done enough for the Lord. And I thought, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I don't know what else you could have done. But then I started looking at it a different way, and Brandon actually preached a message after my dad passed, and he hit on it. And you know what? When you know something really good, you want to tell everybody you know about it, right? If you go to a new restaurant, it's really good. Don't you tell everybody you guys need to try this? You see, my dad knew something that was so good, and I know something that's so good, and you know something that's so good. Mary knew something so good that she had to go and tell let us go until until the end. Let us trust him until the end. And in that trust, don't just keep it to yourself. Share it with others because they need to know that they can trust. One of the last times my dad was in the hospital is he and I were alone. He began to ask me about certain things he knew we were praying about in my family. And he'd say, Judy Lynn, has this happened yet? Has that happened yet? And to everything that he asked me, I said, no, dad, not yet, not yet. And with full assurance, he said, it's okay, it will happen. Because you see, he had served the Lord long enough to know he could testify that he is faithful. When you sell out to Jesus, he is all in with you. A few days before my dad passed, at this point, he hadn't been talking very much, and he was very, very weak. He didn't have very much energy even to speak, and he called for my mother. And the last words that he spoke was a blessing over her. That voice that was once weak became powered by the Holy Spirit until the end. Trusting the last days leading up, you know how you hear stories of oh, people saw this one and that one. Um, my dad saw somebody and it was just the coolest thing to me. He kept calling out for his mom. My mom, my grandmother was a, a um, an old-time Baptist, and uh, she really knew the Lord. She had prayed and seen seen a lot of miracles. But my dad wasn't a Christian through any of that. But as she lay in passing, my dad tells a story that he said, I cannot bring you back, but I can go to where you've gone. Keep praying. You may not always see the results, but keep praying. As my sister and I sat by my dad's bedside, and we knew the moments were going to be coming that he was going to be leaving us, I held his hand and I prayed and I had my head down and my eyes closed. And my sister said, Judy, Judy, do you see what I'm saying? And I promise you, it is as if Jesus himself came into the room. My dad's body that was very grayed became illuminated from the inside out. It truly was as if Jesus was in the room. The Holy Spirit filled that room. The Holy Spirit began to minister and pray through me. And my sister was just truly, I think, in awe of the whole thing, which I was too. But the light inside of Dad moved and moved and moved until it was finally up. And he was no longer with me, he was truly with Jesus. In that moment, he went from this life to the next, trusting on the journey. A dear friend of ours, he's almost like family, but he's kind of distant family used to sing a song a long time ago, and I'm just Judy, so I'm just going to do what I feel like the Lord would have me to do. And a couple lines of that song say, Long and winding road, keep on leading me. Up ahead I see a sign that points me straight ahead to victory. I know I must be traveling right, for I remember passing Calvary. And although it's dusty and it's old, for years it's for the traveler's load. Someday this road will turn to gold. It's really gonna happen. One day we're gonna lay all this down. We're gonna put on a new body, we're gonna put on a crown. And it's going to be worth it all one day. In the scriptures that we read this morning, it says that the face cloth which Jesus had was, lying on, was not lined with the other clothes. It was folded in place by itself. And that's very significant because in Hebrew t- tradition of that day, the servant sat at the table and he made sure it was exactly as the master wanted it. The servant watched the master through the dinner. Watch what he did. And if the master was finished eating and he took the nap and he wiped his hands and he wiped his face and cleared his beard and he wadded it up and, and he put it down, that meant I'm done. So the servant could come and clean the table. But if for some reason he got up and he folded that cloth and he laid it down, that meant I'm not finished and I'll be back. That's what Jesus was telling them. And that's what Jesus is telling us today. He's not done. 2020 has been a crazy year. But in the midst of 2020 chaos, God's not done. He is still working and he is still moving and he is still breathing. And all the characteristics of God that we read in the Bible, you know, they're the same today. They are the same today. And I pray this class has been a blessing to you. But I'm going to tell you something. It has touched me. Because it's like week after week, I just remember something God deposited in me. And I can testify, he is the same. When your kid calls you from thousands of miles away and says, this is the report. I, wait. I thought, no, wait a minute, Brittany. The woman with the issue of blood, it was 12 years. Think about it. He is the same. He changes not. I encourage you this morning keep doing what you're doing and do even more whatever it is he's called you to do one day we're going to lay all this aside until then keep on doing what you're doing we're getting done early this morning but you know what I'm just going to say what I have to say and after that you all can visit but this road truly is going to turn to gold one day and I heard someone say the other day, and I wrote it down because I love it. It said, the gospel is not just powerful, it is personal. And then I took it another way, and I said, you know what? It's personally powerful to me because I've seen him move. I have seen him move in ways that man couldn't move. I've seen him answered prayers. Stuart and I were talking about another situation this morning, and I said, you know what, if you think about it, They're trying to come up with a plan when God's plan could be different. We need to just, whatever it is stirring inside of us that God is leading us to, it might sound a little funky to the world, but if he's laid it in there, follow it. Follow it. Don't you imagine in the Bible that people thought, these people are crazy. This woman is sick, unclean, stay in the house. And she said, no, Jesus came to town. I'm going to meet Jesus. Sometimes you got to get up from where you're at to receive what you need. Last week we talked about how sometimes you need to put feet to your faith. Sometimes he's going to move you to a different place to receive what it is that he has for you. This morning I just encourage you trust him in uncertain times. Trust him enough to relinquish control of your life to him. Trust him in spite of a negative report and trust him until the end You know, we want our life to mean something. One day, if the Lord tarries, we're all going to go by the way of the grave. But I want my life to mean something. You know, we talk about certain people and we're like, man, they had a testimony and they did this and they did that. It's not exactly about that big thing that they did, per se, because we all have different callings. Because if we're not careful, we might think what we're doing doesn't match up to somebody else. But it's all about being obedient to what God's called you to. So whatever it is that God's called you to, do it 100%. Do it with excellence. Live your life so that when people look at you, they see there's a difference. Being a Christian really does mean something. Live your life for him. Let's pray this morning. Thank you for listening today to The Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.